I would never advise a student to revenge hook. Um, no. Now I might revenge hook. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Welcome to Shankcast episode number six. Here with me are Kevin and Megan. Say hello, team. Hello, hello team. There. I want to kick off today by first saying thank you to everybody who's been leaving reviews of the Shankcast on iTunes. It's really helped us out, out tremendously, and it's given us a lot of good feedback as well to hear what people's thoughts are about the format, about the, kind of the conversational aspect of it. Overall, been really positive. And I was just thinking this morning, Kevin and Megan, how like grateful I am to be able to be able to sit down and just say what we really think. Like we're, we don't have to worry about a board of directors. We don't have to worry about members. We don't have to worry about a director of tennis. Like we can sit here and for the most part, just kind of say it how we see it. And I think that's a really fantastic thing. And I think that's why people enjoy listening to the, it's kind of a breath of fresh air, you know, in a normal tennis environment, you got to be really careful about what you say around like which people. And it's great to just like be like, let's just kind of say how it is. Yeah, I think that's uh, refreshing. I think a lot of people like that candidness because we're we're in this weird, interesting spot where we don't have to answer to a lot of people other than Ian. Yeah, most of the time. Sometimes. Yeah, it's like our normal office talk, but yeah. with mics in front of us, right. and you guys get to join in. It's like you're right here with us. Yeah. So through the rest of September, you have just a few weeks left. If you'd like to get a free coaching program from Essential Tennis, all you have to do is go to either iTunes or to the podcast app on your iPhone. Just leave a rating, leave a review, send a screenshot of that to support at EssentialTennis.com and let us know which of our instructional programs you'd like and we'll hook you up for free. And just for thanking you, to thank you for supporting the new show and helping it get off the ground. So today we're going to talk about dealing with cheaters. Oh, yeah. If you've played competitive tennis, you've dealt with bad calls. Hit them in the throat. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about, is that an option? Is hitting them in the throat a viable response? Like, we'll we'll get to that. Here are the questions, and, and... I think a lot of these are going to get rolled together, but just to give you a little roadmap of what we'll be discussing here today, we're going to lead with what I think is really critical to talk about. I'm glad I thought of this just like 30 seconds ago. What percentage (laughs) of wrong calls do you believe are purposeful bad calls, like actual hook in tennis? That's what a purposeful, like cheating call we call a hook. What percentage of bad calls do you think are actually a hook? Uh, how were you most commonly cheated? And what are the biggest examples of, of uh, kind of the most common ways that the three of us felt like we got cheated out of points or games or sets or matches? <laughs> what is the single worst incident in which you were ever hooked? How did you, did you most effectively deal with cheaters? How do you guide your students to deal with cheaters? And then fi- finally, we'll, I think we'll save this for the end. Mm. Is it ever okay to revenge oh, hook? Oh, the revenge hook. Real quickly, revenge hook means that you are knowingly and purposefully cheating back and taking a point from your opponent to send a message and let them know that it's not okay for them to continue to make bad calls against you. Very, this is like the nuclear option when it comes to dealing with cheaters. Is, is that okay? Do we, do we officially condone that, the three of us? <laughs> <laughs> we have not discussed that yet I, at all, ever. So I'm actually kind of curious to hear where that goes. So to kick off, 
Kevin Garlington. What percentage of wrong calls, bad calls, do you believe are actually hooks, are actually purposeful? Oh, God, this is a tough one because I think it really depends on level. Um, like in the juniors, in the beginning, just kids are blind. So everything's out. And it's emotional. When you say beginning, what's a... So I would say like when kids just start off, it's like an emotional thing where like it's like, it's like if you have like a kid at home. red ball, an orange ball. Yeah, a red ball, orange ball. Just before 10... Yeah. yeah, before 10. Every kid has this imagination. Every ball that comes close to the line is out. <laughs> and it's like, you're like, no, dude, that was like a foot in. And they look at you and they wholeheartedly believe it was out. Coach, it was out. I saw it out. I saw, I saw it. And you're like, no, you didn't. So I would say a higher percentage there, but it's not purposeful, I don't think. Then you have these little bastards that actually know what's going on and they're like a little bit more mature and they know how Still to like... talking like 10 or under or are we talking you, a little... We, this kind of crosses the bridge. You got 10 or under and sometimes older. If they get a little older, they're experienced. They've matured the skill to a fine art where they, they... know what they're doing. They know what mm-hmm. they're doing. So it's like a ball gets close and they go, oh... And you're like... Yeah, we used to have an experienced what? child in that that we See, thought. I'm not even going to mention your name, but you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> You're grown up now, and I'm, I still love you, but yeah. And like all these different like things they would do, like if uh, like a grunt, it would either be a grunt or an yeah, out call. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, once you get, I think, older, especially for the guys, guys kind of handle it because it gets kind of to be this thing like, don't do it, don't go there because it, get, get it can become a very dark place. With the girls, I'm, like, I'm going to let Megan talk about the girls. Well, it just gets ugly. What about what about adults? Yeah, that's what I'm going to next. Okay. Uh, college, college is just. Sorry, I love college, but You're it's making just it like, sound like it's a very high percentage, Kevin, of uh, purposeful. College is like calls. it's like <laughs> it's like mad scientists of cheating. <laughs> I mean, they develop like experiments of how they can get away with things. Um, adults. I don't see it as much in adults, and I think I come back to the basic core thing of what type of adult situation are you playing in. If you're on a team, it's very shunned to be that person, unless you're that person and you're okay with it. So like if you're in a social like USDA team and you have a bad call, A, more than likely, tons of people are looking and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you made that call. And like, you, you have You're to- talking about the other team or your uh, other team, own teammates? Yeah, your teammate's not going to say anything. They're just going to go like, ooh, ooh. And they're like going to turn their head and kind of like, way, yeah, totally. look the other way. Like, and people are gonna like, did you see that? No, I was saying this way. It, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see anything. And the other team's like, oh, how could you miss that? I mean, it was so far in. And so I think there's- more social pressure not to make, be that, that type of person, unless you're that type of person who's just like, you just don't, don't care. care. Yeah, I don't yeah. care what anybody thinks. I'm just going to hook you. And then I think the last part is you have, which we might talk about later, is the, the different situational hooks. Which different we're going, flavors. Yeah, yeah there, there's a lot worth, of different flavors. Yeah, it's worth pointing out. Why don't we, why don't we go ahead and well, just define those real, real quick? So, so just off the top of your head, so different the, scenarios. The, I need the big point. Like you, you, it's a break point. And you're like, the ball lands really close to the line and you literally like, just like, out. And you turn around and the other person's like, what? Because by the time that everything gets fixed around, you got the game. There's like, okay. Because you know if you don't call it out, you lost the point, you lost the game, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Or either, either that or it's like you win the game or win the set. And you know, once they go get the ref, it's like, we're not going back to play that. We'll start on the next point after I already claimed the set. Um, you have the, what other? I didn't point? see the ball bounce, but I'm going to call it out anyway. 
Yeah. Definitely happens. I feel like at the adult level. It was close. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was close. It was out, though. No, I'm trying to think of other ones. Most of it is just a situation around winning a game or a set or a match. Ooh, when it comes down to being the match. Or there's people that really are just doing it maliciously. Yeah, and then you have the person who's just like. I only think there's the malicious when it's like they feel like it's revenge. Like that's, I, I I don't really know people that like do it purposefully outside Adults, of the junior I, I world college a hundred no college is a whole nother yeah. if level we're, if but we're i'm talking saying adults. like yeah i mean juniors let's try to generally keep it kind of steered towards adults but, yeah. okay. i, I think, think adults don't they especially the women like if they feel like they were cheated then there's like this like okay call them close baby. yeah exactly but i think you <laughs> have sure. you have certain adults who have this kind of like kind of I don't want to describe it like gruffly, like, I don't care what you think. I'm going to make the call. I'm going to see the call. Guys and girls. And they just make, I've I've played doubles in certain situations. And I've had a partner who's called something. I'm like, ooh, dude, like, really? And they look at me like, it was out. I'm like, what ball were you watching? And it was like in. And it's like. I've been there. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, I'm pretty sure you're wrong. And it's the worst when your opponents are like, how did you see it? <laughs> and and like, yes, yeah, so I'm going to leave it there. I think the, for the most part, I think in adult tennis, you don't see it, but you run into some players that just have this like ability to not care and to take points when they need it or want it. And they just kind of carefully pluck points. They don't do it consistently, but they pluck a point or two at the right times. You're like, what the heck? And then they're like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm totally so fine. Just for the sake of like the conversation and knowing like our audience primarily. So from beginner adult up to f- four or five adult, what percentage of wrong calls do you believe are purposeful bad calls? I would say about, I'm going to go on the low end. I'm probably about 20%. Okay. 20 to maybe 25% of calls are, uh, those, they know it's a bad call, but those, they're, they're making it. Anyway. I call them the pluckers. <laughs> they pluck those points when they need them. All right, Megan. I vote ten percent because adult. <clears throat> yeah, juniors is all another ball game, and and like college tennis is just like ninety five percent. They're so, all pluckers. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think adult. I would say around ten percent. Now that that does not include the people who just can't see the ball. And who don't... Oh, you're not including? Like, no, like not purposefully. Like they really, truly believe... that's a lot of people, in my, in my experience, like <laughs> being around country, like the country club. Like, yeah, they truly believe a, that their call was absolutely. out and they're not doing it on purpose. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you're, you're you not including... I'm not including them. Oh, well, oh wow. I included that. So you think it's really low then? Yeah. I don't think that there's a whole lot of people... Like, I think there's way more people that really and truly believe the ball was out. Yeah. And they just didn't see it right. I mean, I know we've all made calls like that regardless. Um, yeah. I mean, you just don't, like, you physically are like, oh, I, I just, it's going to go out. I'm willing it out. It's going out. It's going out. And it's like, out. yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, it's out. And then it, but then you maybe look back at a replay or something. And you're like, oh, I could have sworn that ball was out. We've all made mistakes. Right. There's no question. So I, not including like human error, then I think 10% is like, okay, malicious or revenge of some sort. Like they know the ball is in and they're calling it out. 
I don't know. I think that's my, I, that's I agree with I, that, but I, I put in the percentage that there's this players, aka sometimes the pluckers that have this belief that it's like, if it's close, it's like, if it's close, it's out. Well, those and people they, I'm putting in the 10%. And then the people are like, I can't see. Mm, God. I mean, sometimes they can't see at these crucial moments. So <laughs> I don't know. It will, it will never know, right? Yeah, it's like, we'll I, never know what's really going on. Yeah. In there. I'm to, just saying like human error, if you it, not include that. Well, I think that's a huge chunk, personally. Yeah, I think no, human sure. error is a big, a big, for me, including human error, again, like being around like, average you know players for basically my whole career kevin and megan spent over a decade in high performance uh junior like national level junior competition so that's a whole nother like and i know you guys did did adults too but i basically only did i was on the other end of the spectrum i only did adults and daily i probably reversed i don't know six six or eight calls a day probably uh conservatively where exactly what you're describing like uh, they really truly thought it was out and it really truly was not like I was standing right there and over the years it just became kind of fascinating to me how many of those calls were being made from somebody who honestly felt like they were doing the right thing mm-hmm. and I guess for me that's the biggest thing I want to uh, I guess communicate is and I, I would go yeah 10% or below for me for for adult like recreational tennis it's probably less than 10% of calls are actually being made maliciously of the bad calls. And the rest of them are just, they didn't, they, they're just wrong. <laughs> it's more difficult to make a good line call than I think most people realize. Oh, for sure. Realize. For sure. It's much more, I mean, you look at, at line uh, refs at like grand slams, they've gone through training and a lot of them travel with the tour and it's like what they do, you know, full times, they make line calls and you look at the, you know, the, the Hawkeye like data and they're wrong a pretty significant percentage of the time. I'm not talking, I'm not saying 75%, but these are people whose only job and they've been trained is to make that line call on one line and they're positioned perfectly to call that one line and they mess it up and so for us like running around a 1400 square foot like rectangle and having to like look back the other direction and make an accurate call is it's impossible to do accurately all the time so that for me I, I just wanted to get that out there because there's so there's so much I think so much of it is like the revenge calls and all that so much of it is in response to honestly bad yeah that's you know, what just they a think mistake it is, it's an yeah. honest mistake and i think there needs to be more like grace in the system about line calls because and there, so, some people also need to second guess themselves more frequently maybe that's a good way of saying it like some people need to be more honest with themselves that they mm-hmm. do make bad calls well it's just like when i posted on facebook that picture like of the dirty little there's, secret totally there is yeah. so for those of you who didn't see it like i posted a picture that's a ball that is almost like it's it's yeah there's a line and we won't say whether it was on or off it was it was near the line and i asked okay is this ball in or out and i probably got over 200 comments on it and there was no there was nobody can agree no one could agree yeah everything was (laughs) a picture of course it is uh to of course it isn't you know and so i think that um that's when the ball's not moving and when the human is not moving 
Right. Well, and yeah, I mean, it is physically a picture that you could look at for 10 years and it's never <laughs> going to move. Like, yeah. you know, and you still can't agree upon whether the ball is in or out. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think a lot of it is human error. And I, I think most of the time people are trying to call lines correctly. Um, but I think that there's a lot of, I personally think that most of the bad line calls that are like truthfully the ball was in and I'm calling it out are because they thought the other person cheated them first. Yep. And that's, they're like, I'm justified in like, as long as you, I feel like as a person, you feel like you're justified <laughs> in the cheat, then it, you like have some sense of like, okay, that's, that's fine. Cause I'm justified in it for this uh, reason or that that's reason. That's a moral Pandora's box <laughs> rope. Why does the word moral come up every time? <laughs> I, 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 I like to just include it. It's like my buzzword. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I, this next one we, we kind of touched on. So let's maybe move through it quickly or you guys can just tell me if you think we should just pass through it. I want to get pretty quickly to how to deal with it. But the next kind of question was, and sub-question, how were you most commonly cheated? And what are the kind of the biggest like themes or examples to watch out for? We kind of... It's, yeah. I mean, line, I think lines are hands down, like, line cheating is probably one of the biggest Any things. patterns that you get, that kind of jumped out at you guys is like in this situation or like this line or this type of opponent or, you know, X, Y, Z, this type of shot. Yeah, like Big. the biggest one I think is when people turn around and they're running back towards the ball and the ball is actually in front of them. So there's no way as your opponent can see the ball landing. Like they're, say the ball goes over yeah, say your again, head. What's the situation? Right. So okay, you're, like so at, you're the at the net or, yeah. or service line area and the ball goes over your head and you're <laughs> running back to get the ball and the ball lands in front of you the on the baseline. The baseline yeah. Right. And your opponent cannot tell whether the ball's in or out because uh, you're I, in I the middle. That's a pretty advanced you're move, the, though. Yeah, I know yeah, what you're talking about. because you're blocking it. <laughs> totally does. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the, so that was like, you know, I mean, you call it out and nobody, there's nobody could tell whether it was in or out. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that was the biggest thing I saw. Like, at the, like a lot of 4-0 guys that I taught, like that was their... Did you ever see somebody like purposely position themselves oh, be- heck yeah. before the oh, bounce? Oh, yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> so heck they yeah. knew they were in the way. But we were also in a like fun, competitive environment. And it was like during like drills or yeah. during stuff like that. Yeah. I didn't really see it necessarily in competition. M- yeah, exactly. I don't so. know. No real patterns. I mean, sometimes if it's far away in a corner where no one can see it and it's <laughs> a, a specific point, that's when it gets a little hairy. But other than that, nothing. It's just like the pluckers. When they need it, they take it. I think serves are a big one. That's the last one I'll just kind of throw in there. It's generally, and it depends on the level. It tends to be like the biggest, you know, the fastest shot of the point. This is why in Division uh, 1, they play they um, play lets is because everybody used to call a let on every ace. Just be like, oh, sorry, I touched the net, and they, they'd have to reserve it again. Are they changing that, though? They're Did talking about it. They, but okay. it's only men's Division One. <laughs> it's just so I feel like the serve is the one shot where there's a lot of missed calls because you can't see it. Human because, error, yeah. Yeah, human error, I think I give more grace on the serve than the baseline because I think there's a lot more human error because, A, you're trying to read the ball and return the ball and you have so little time between the bounce and you have to react 
that, that a lot of things get missed. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was probably the one shot when I used to teach that beginner. I taught a beginner tennis class to adults. And that was the one thing people always said was, how am I supposed to return the ball, watch the ball, hit it over the net and call it where it lands at the same yeah. time. And I was it's like, tough. yeah, no. you gotta, you know. All right, let's move forward. How, when you were competing, how did you most effective, what, what was like the approach or the, the strategy to dealing with people that you felt were maliciously making bad calls? I had like my early warning detection system. <laughs> you like that? Uh, meaning that if I hit a ball that was close and they call it out, I would very, I, I think a lot of people when the first call happens and they're like, oh, okay. I would be like, are you sure? And I kind of walk and put a little bit more emphasis on letting them know it's like I'm watching the lines. Is that and against the rules now? The are, are you sure? Uh, Isn't I don't like think I'm sure. I think um, some refs are a little harder on it, but you can at least ask um, and put a little bit more emphasis on it than just letting it go. And then I, if it gets where it's like they did another one, then I make a bigger deal out of it. And it's like okay, you know. Um, I think if you let it go too long, what happens is they set this expectation of like, oh, well, they didn't really question that one. Maybe I'll take this one if you've played a person who's actually hooking you. So I definitely challenge, not necessarily in a bad way, the first one and just like kind of like, hey, really? Was that out? And then if it happens again, by the third one, we're having a conversation at the net. We're, we're talking. You're about, asking them to come up and talk to you? I'm not asking, but I'm, I'm having the conversation <laughs> at them at the net. Like, look, dude, your, your calls are awful. And so you're just straight up. You're just straight up. I'm going to call him on it. You're, you're going to say your, your calls are awful. I've, yeah, he does. That's what he does. Or I'll say something like, are you blind or something? Just a little yeah. pokey. Um, because if for me, it tells the per- tells me about the person. If they can continue making bad calls and I really call them out on it, they're that type of person that is not going to go away. Most people, if they're like, oh, dude, well, I'm, I'm sorry, blah, 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 you know, or they'll, they'll like, well, I thought it was out. But if the person just walks away from you and goes, it's out, deal with it, I know what type of person I'm dealing with now. And then there, you either, if in a situation, adults, you can get a ref or... We need like a flow. But you can't we need a flow a But here's the other situation. You either get a ref or you play your, your ball's uh, inside the baseline or for me right. I actually sometimes enjoy playing a hooker because it's about like you can I'll still beat you kind of attitude. oh it fires yeah. me up like no I like I used to play this game with my roommate where I pretend he'd hook me and like dude I can't believe and he's like dude the ball was way in it's like I can't believe you do that to me and I would like fire myself up and then crush you know what I'm talking about yes I know um yeah I what was the actual question again <laughs> I How do you deal with, by the with, time. A, with a hooker? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I usually give people actually the benefit. Most people will find this weird about me, but I actually give the benefit of the doubt um, in most circumstances. But I am really against the whole, are you sure? I am really adamant. It's for not s- in the rules, by the no, way. No, it's I, not. You can say it. I, I thought I heard or read someplace that it was like a new, like you, you literally weren't allowed to say, are you sure? Because it's like repeated so often in tennis matches. Some refs will say that you have to ask them, but yeah. it's not actually a rule. Okay. If but, the ref is there. Yeah. But yeah, which doesn't happen a lot no. at, in adult tennis anyways. No. But, um, but I am a huge advocate for saying that ball was in right instead. <laughs> 
Are you, are you saying after they after they've like sure. made a, an alcohol? Yes. A little Jedi mind trick. Because <laughs> most in most cases, if they felt like it was a wrong call, they'll change their call. But if they're not, then like you that. kind of know who you're dealing with the same thing. But I usually give people one, two. The third one is usually where I'm like, okay, I, I just look at them and say, that ball was in, right? And if they're like, no, it was clearly out, then I say, okay. Mm. And then you, yeah. <laughs> clearly is a big word right. there. Or, or yeah. way out. Or way, way out. out. Yeah. Yeah. Or they always do the same, huge red flag. like, huge, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they spread their arms way far away from each <laughs> totally. other. And they're like, it was wasn't 10 even feet close. out. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't even close. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I feel like, I mean, again, um, it's the same thing I used to tell like the juniors because it happens so often too there is, and I used to tell the adults the same thing as like give people the benefit of the doubt and give them one or two because you've probably made one or two. And so I always think it evens out, but if they're on um, the third one is really where I usually, yeah. And again, like I, I don't like the, are you sure? Because it gives them the opportunity to be like, yes, I am sure you're right. I am sure. But yeah. if you're like, that ball was easy, in, right? Yeah, it yeah. gives them a little bit more of a. Uh, oh, yeah, I like that. Or sometimes so. I give them a little stare down, a little, little long lingering. He pause. doesn't give a little stare down. Just so we're clear, he literally stares lingering. at you for not, not, nothing crazy. Just five lingering minutes like, without moving. Little question mark, little puzzlement on my face. Like, hmm? I think walking toward. You talked about like walking towards the the call is a good. Like positive, like body language as well. Yeah. It's like communicates. Like I'm not going to just turn around and be like, "Oh, this is yeah." Make whatever call you want. <laughs> I'm glad you guys went first because I'm. I was never good at dealing with this. Honestly, my my um, alternative to the "Are you sure?" has always been by how much. Like I I want I want them to like tell me what are we talking about an inch, a foot, like ten feet, like how how far out was it really. Because I, I, I'm only going to ask that question when I had a really nice look at it and I feel really strongly about it. And kind of like you, like I want to know, like, what am I dealing with here? Like, really? Like, is, are they going to say, oh, two feet when it was clearly not two feet? Oh. Or are they going to be like, I love people oh, say 10 feet. Like, oh, it's clearly 10 feet. I feel <laughs> like, yeah, if they have like, if they have good intentions and they really are doing their best, then they're going to give like an honest answer. They're going to be like, oh, I don't know, like three or four inches or something like that. But if they're just like, uh, way out or two feet. If they give a ridiculous answer, then you know, okay, this this is the type of like match that it's going to be. But from there, honestly, I never dealt with it very well. And I wish that I had the perspective of having watched adult players for you know tens of thousands of hours first before I went through my competitive career because I didn't have yet the perspective of knowing how many like genuinely honest, like bad calls mm -hmm. are actually made on a tennis court. And so I wish I, it's so easy to assume like you're in this like head to head, face to face, like battle where you're like trying to figure out how to beat each other. And it's so easy to just jump to, to the conclusion that, that they're hooking you. Especially when you're out there by yourself exactly, and you have no yeah. one else to like, at, if you're playing singles, like there's no one else to yeah. like calm you down or be like, dude, you're you're, it's okay. It was out or right, you know, whatever. Right, yeah. But I also and think you just keep telling yourself like, totally. well, they must be cheating me. And then you just, and then they think that about you. Yeah, and it, and like, it just escalates. Cycles, yeah. 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 I think another thing about, at least for me, when I say, are you sure it's, it's really for me about seeing how they're going to react. If they're like totally like, and it's, a, and to make it really clear, 
I'm only going to ask that if it's like a really blatant thing. If you're really confident. Yeah, like I'm like, whoa. If it's close, I'm I'm probably not even going to shake a hat at it. But if it's like a blatant thing, I want to know how they're going to react to me asking about it. Is it going to be like, oh, oh shoot yeah dude the, the ball's yeah. out do they have then, any goodwill yeah or and yeah. it's like if they react like kind of shocked like kind of taken aback like oh yeah the, the ball is out i'm is out i'm like oh okay then at least you know they're trying their best but if they react like it's not even close they to react it. Like, and they just turn and <laughs> yeah. the, the, you can tell in the body language the the kind of intention of the person and it tells you so much about how your match is going to be and then that's kind of what fuels the fire <laughs> And so, I mean, I think it's I'm all about very skeptical look at yeah. <laughs> It's about how after that you have to figure out how you're going to deal with it emotionally. And I don't think that's necessarily true because I think that there's the people like if if people constantly are questioning me and I know that I'm making the right calls, then I will get a little um, not very nice. Uh, yeah, it depends like, on the specifics. I will be like, yes, if it it's was the first out. question, and that there's that kind of response, and I tend to agree with Kevin. But there are people that are constantly asking, yeah. like even on a. But yeah, I'm not that. No, that, I'm not. I'm not the person who's I... like every. Part, are you sure? Are you sure? I'm sure. I'm like. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably like if there's a couple close ones, I'll just kind of maybe pause and like. Or my favorite he does is like ask a ton. No, I don't ask. Lie. Calm down. Oh, snap. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll like pump my fist and go, "Come on!" Because you you do the early come on because you think you had a oh, winner, yeah. and yeah. they have to overrule your positive come on. And if they do that, I'm like, "Whoa!" I'm like, "Really?" Okay, and then I'll walk away, and then See, maybe there's a long hold up, hold up, there's the a long look, and then if I've noticed that there's a pattern, then I'm breaking out the "Are you sure?" But it's not. I'm not the the person on the court, which I do hate myself. I've seen in juniors, adults, where it's like, boom, "Are you sure?" Okay, and they walk back, and the next point, it's like, "Are you sure? Really? Are you sure? Are you sure?" And then they walk back. Two more points. It's like, "Oh, come on, really? Are you sure about that?" No, that's not. I give you one. Are you sure? After I've given you kind of like some leeway around three calls, and then we're going into like Red October, like we got a battle mode. Just to be clear, the early come on is such is that like you do that to me once. Yeah. I'm and okay then with somebody I being snarky after after early. About, yeah, exactly. And that's what happens. <laughs> that I just feel escalates like. the emotional right. like response. And so there's no like I could be not cheating you. I could be totally being you know like everything could be fine. And if you're gonna be on that side, like. I was extra come on, on or that, extra, yeah. then I'm going to be, you ask me, are you sure? I'm going to give you a response that's snarky and just like, yes, I'm a hundred percent sure. I agree with Megan with one caveat, like a certain amount of that I think is like, it depends on the environment, how intensive a competitive battle, you know, is this really, I think if it's like a team environment, there's everybody's watching, like you're playing for club championships, whatever you have to expect some of that. And I think that's part of like, that's what you signed up for is like that, right, right, that right. kind of battle. Okay. Yeah. But there's a certain like execution and quantity and quality of it that. Cross, oh yeah. I cr- totally crosses, understand where the line it is. Crosses the line. I, and here's the thing. When you, you, everybody's done it where you hit a ball, you know, the son of a gun's in and I'm not talking about close. It's in. And someone just goes snatch pluck you. And you're like, <laughs> What? But you think it's in doesn't mean that they think it's in, and I think that's the and and that's fine. How many times? How many times have you hit a shot or you've hit a shot? And the natural reaction you you can't even. It's not even like you're forcing it. You go, come on, because you're like, oh, I hit the shot, and someone calls it out. You're like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the environment draws. But I'm not talking. I'm not talking about like hitting the shot and forcing the in call. Yes, sometimes I've done that, but I'm not talking about in this particular situation. I'm just talking about at the start. This is 
This is DeathCon, was it like five or which one's the I highest? I don't one? remember which way it goes. Anyway, yeah. if one's the highest, we're at DeathCon five. We need to make right a, uh, an yeah. infographic yeah. for like yeah. all the different We're, we're at DeathCon four or five right now. We haven't uh, like graduated uh, to one. So if we're at like one or two, oh, it's going to get like, come on, he's crazy. It's just not the type of Like, this is why we don't play together because I would want to kill. Like, I don't deal well with players that yeah. are like that super hype yeah because i if somebody says are you sure every single time i'm going a hundred percent sure like if i'm really playing though <laughs> i'm not super hype i'm very focused until you like poke the bear if you poke the bear and it's like like come on dude like we're having a good match or come on girl we're having a good match come and on, girl. <laughs> <laughs> we're having a good match and then you're I like well, you for that yeah, comment yeah. <laughs> We're having a good match, and then it goes crazy. I'm like, okay, look, you know, I'm trying to have just a good, clean match, and you're you're like taking the fun out of it. Then I'm going to take measures into my own hand and get myself to a level where I can deal with it emotionally. Because I think a lot of people, what happens is, and I don't know if this is the next question, how we how people deal yeah, with it. Yeah, that's the re- yeah, yeah. The next question was how do you how do you advise your students? Yeah. basically. So you want me to start there? I'll just wrap up my answer real quick just by saying (laughs) I've only, I've always struggled dealing with this, honestly, like just emotionally, it's hard. It's hard for me to confront, you know, somebody. And I only really truly did it once where I, I said to somebody's face, you, you are a cheater. And I know I've been hooked more than that, but I tend to give people a lot of the benefit of the doubt. I think part of that subconsciously was just knowing that if I went there, my performance was probably going to nosedive. And that's what happened in that match. Uh, he hooked me on, uh, set point and uh ended up going three and i I lost the match because third set i was like i just don't even want to be here right now uh that was why i was like just heard that it just got got going (laughs) so i've always avoided like the direct confrontation so yeah let's talk about so what how have you advised your your students could be junior could be adult whatever what what is your like official guidance to somebody that you're coaching on how to deal with somebody who's making bad calls I think, first of all, focus on the things you can control because you can't control if they're cheating you. Um, second of all, don't make the focus of your either energy outburst them. So like, I've never actually called someone a cheater. I've said, oh, you've hooked me on a point. That line call was pretty close, but I've never right out said, you are a cheater. Um, generally, if I've gone through my death con five or four and we got to the point where like, okay, this person's playing dirty, I shut up, I get myself going and I start playing within the lines more. And if I win a point, any type of point where I win, that's like a hard fought point, I'm going, come on, I'm getting pumped up and I'm, I'm using me winning points and telling them through my come ons, my positivity It's like, no matter what you do, it's not going to stop me. Even if I lose a match. Talk about students. That, that might not be your students. Sorry, sorry. Like so emotional. Students, students emotional level is honestly the same thing. I tell them not to focus on how they're cheating you, but focus on what you can do, which is you can hit balls inside the line more. You can take every point you win and be super positive about it. And even if they hook you, just come back and figure out a way to win. Come in the net, hit balls in the middle of the court where like if they have to hook you, they have to hook you with balls that land on the service line or whatnot and figure out a way to win. And I think with that attitude, because the other side of it is this, you get caught up in this person's cheating me, I can't do anything. And then you totally give the, all your power to the cheater. 
you totally just like, that's exactly what they want. They're like, okay, maybe, I mean, we used to have students who are like, okay, uh, he knows if you, he's going to cheat you to see if you're going to just tank and give up mm-hmm. and get like freak out. Yeah. That's what they're going to do. And if you, if you give into that, they're going to cheat you more because they're just like, oh, I just got to pull one point and he's going to fall apart. And so the worst thing is to do is to fall apart, to get so focused on the person cheating you. And I, I think you have to focus on staying super ultra positive because it is hard because you feel like you're being, you're, you're being robbed, you're being plucked. And, you know, when you're being robbed, you feel helpless. And so I think the first thing is you have to make sure that you don't feel that way so you can think and have the ability to, to use whatever you brought to the court to win. Because if you're just going to be negative, you have no access to, like, thinking. Like, I mean, it's just it's hard to think when all you're thinking about is like, oh, I can't do anything. They're, they're, they're just yeah, there's no more me. problem solving. Yeah, yeah. It, it all just goes away. You have to be in the right frame of mind. So I think the first part is, and for me, that is probably Megan saying it, like, dude, he's a pain in the butt to play. Because, yeah, that's the first place I go. It's like, I'm going to control the situation on my end and making sure they, they know that he's not going anywhere. He's actually getting tougher. And so for me, that sets up the situation where if they cheat me and I start playing better, that sends a signal to them like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't cheat anybody. Or maybe I shouldn't cheat or them. Or cheat more. Yeah, well, no. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, if you try that, but... <laughs> Must I've, not be cheating enough. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I've had people do that where they started cheating and I play better and they're like, nah, he's got, he got fired up, he started hitting more winners, he started getting more aggressive, and I'm losing more points. That was the wrong idea. And that's the message I want to send, that if you're going to do that, I'm going to increase my level of play and that it's going to be harder for you to win more points. Megan? Um, I feel like if you're at nationals or somewhere where there is a ref present, then I always say give them two and then on the third one, go get a ref. If you're in a situation where there's not, then I still say give them two. And then on the third one, you say that ball was in, right? And I'm very specific with all my students that you don't ask, are you sure that you say that ball was in, right? And then if it continues, you have to make sure that your mindset is I'm going to beat you even though you're cheating me. And that that has to be what you're thinking instead of, yeah, focusing on, oh, they're winning points because they're cheating. But rather, you can cheat me all you want, and I'm still going to win. Yeah, I totally agree. If you have access to a ref, that's, yeah. that's a great situation. But I think probably 90% of, of players that are playing you know, don't have access to refs unless you're at some high-level tournament where refs yeah, are sectionals, nationals, sectionals, and even and here, even with there, the problem with it is even in adults, you have these roving refs, which is awesome that they come over, but they'll watch one or two games. Suddenly, the person's fine, and the moment they leave, they show up again. So again, for me, it's like that one thing: is like keep the ball in your court in the sense of, yeah, it's great to have a ref, and you know, if the ref is there, you can depend on the ref, but the moment the ref leaves, you're back to being on your own. FYI, you can always ask the ref to stay. And if you ask them to stay, they have to stay. It's in the rules. Really? Yep. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I actually heard refs say they don't have to stay. Mm -mm. If you specifically ask them to come back over and over and you say like, I need you to stay here. It's in the rules that they're supposed to stay. Really? Is what I was told. Maybe that's wrong. Yeah. I don't know. We'd have to look that one up. I've been 
told that refs are like, they don't have to stay. I'm sure someone listening to this is going to look, look it, up it up for me. They'll let us know. Yep. And you'll <laughs> let me know whether I'm right or wrong. <laughs> I don't really have anything, you know, additional to add. I think Kevin Megan covered it really well. The, I think the thing you led with Kevin, the focus on what you can control, it's so much easier said than done, but so much of competition comes down to that. It might be a, a person whose style you hate. It might be a pusher. It might be a surface that you hate. You have to play on clay when you always play on hard court. It might be the sun. It might be outside instead of inside. It might be somebody making bad line calls. You know, those are things that are outside of our control. If the ball landed on their side of the court and there's no refs available, that's the way it is. <laughs> and so the only thing you can really do practically is what Kevin and Megan are talking about. Find a ref play closer inside the lines. It doesn't mean it's fair. It doesn't mean it's, it's, it's fun unless you're Kevin, maybe, but, um, it's something that you have, if you want to be a competitor, you have to learn how to do like, there's just no way around it. I think also knowing a little bit about your personality, like you'll have some sense of like how you deal with pressure situations. Yeah. And then if you know that, try to build in some, some kind of routines for you to know if you know you're the type of person that under pressure you have a tendency to freak out and go for more then you might need to calm yourself down and say i need to make 10 That's balls now me. you know if you're the person under pressure that um you tend to get super excited you may need to whatever it is you need to kind of plot out some plan so you're not surprised that when something like because something's gonna go wrong i don't care it's like at some point in your tennis career you're either going to get a bad line call. There's going to be like Ian just said, but go ahead and like take a second or two and say like, what kind of player am I? What kind of personality do I have? How do I deal with these situations and come up with a small game plan? Because the last thing you want to do is be on the court trying to figure that out. And that's tough to do. It's pressure, but it's also, I think the social conflict, like the face to face, like confronting somebody and, and being like, listen, I think you're cheating me is something that, most people I think are probably terrified of it, you maybe not so much but like I'm on the opposite end of that spectrum and I think most people in, a, in particular in a club environment where they don't want to be the one that's like shaking the hornet's nest socially it can be a very intimidating thing to actually um, stand up for yourself you know in, in that situation if it comes to the point where you're really confident that it's actually like malicious malicious calls and so but I'm just saying in the same way that you have to know how you respond to pressure. Cause I love pressure, but I, I hate, you know, the personal, like, yeah, the confrontation you have to know yourself. I think in the confrontation side of the personality uh, spectrum too, and just know like how, how, how can you grapple with that situation without totally tanking yourself emotionally and just like not being able to compete. Yeah, it's Another, a balance of how, like how important is it for you to say something and take your question. focus yeah. off how what you're doing this? and off the strategies and off what's working and what's not yeah. working and the plays and the tactics to, okay, do I confront their cheating? Like, and it needs to be in my mind, pretty blatant I to agree. have yeah. that focus shift there. Um, because that's a big shift in your own mental mindset as well as their mental mindset too. Like that you're, you're either giving them fuel to the fire or yeah. not. So. Yeah, and I also think though, it's, there's different levels of confrontation. Like, <laughs> you know, we need a infographic. Yeah, yeah it really is. Like you're saying, I was actually really surprised. I was going to say it early that you 
called somebody a cheater because I think that's I've like, only ever done that one time yeah that's uh, for me I'm like yeah, I've wow never that's that I've never done that 100,000% that I got but, cheated out of the set yeah it's just weird because for me when I hear the word cheater it's like that person is a cheater compared yeah. to cheating it's like you cheated me a point or two so uh, I would say there's different level of confrontation and I'm probably coming a little bit more from a singles like out and like playing by myself but if I was in a club situation a couple other things come to mind is that you don't necessarily have to necessarily say um what's the saying I use was that in are you sure are you sure because <laughs> Megan doesn't like that so what you could do is just like pause just have a, a cold pause and wait for them and say oh I didn't hear the call and that's yeah. something you can do in a club that's situation. a great way to make it clear that yeah you're not a fan of what you're not happened. a fan yeah. of what happened. Another thing you can do if you're playing in a social situation is always get a friend, have them go sit on the fence oh, on their baseline. That is so they don't dirty. have to say anything, but it brings some awareness to the that's other opponent. Dirty. That's dirty. It's, hey, but here's the thing. You're in a social situation. That's worse in confrontation. No, 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 no. My, but, it's, like but here, hear it out. Hear it out. Your friend doesn't say anything. They just sit on the line. It brings awareness to the, the like someone. <laughs> yeah. It depends on how, how aggressive Hands they want to sit hips, on the line. standing on the line. But totally. I've had where uh, uh, it's junior situation, but a coach was coaching a girl that of uh, the opponent of he was coaching his girl that was playing my player. And so I was like, seriously, dude, you're on the fence, literally talking to the player. So I went up right. Which is against the rules. Which is against the rules. So I went up right next to him and said, hey, how's it going? And I sat there talking to him the entire match. And he was kind of like, oh. But you enjoy that. I yeah. do, but it's like That's sometimes. That's the difference. Honestly, there is not a lot of people that do that. Yeah. Honestly, I, I don't enjoy it. But when it comes yes, to. Listen, listen, listen. Let me get it out. I don't enjoy it. Until it comes to, I'm probably very protective of my players. If I believe in you, then I'm willing to put myself in uncomfortable situations to give you a fair shot. You believe in yourself too, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I've had, I've had, <laughs> but, but that's a nice way of saying it. Ian. I've had players where I was like, this one guy I was like, God, I don't want to sit over here. I don't want to make a big deal out of this. But I was like, seriously, this is just just unfair. And my player has, I mean, he's literally like the other players like just being completely coached. And I'm like. I have to do something just to make sure it's a fair playing ground so yeah. they can do their thing on the court. And so there's just different degrees. So make sure when you're in a social situation, it doesn't have to be like, you're a cheater, you know, come on. And if you don't feel comfortable with it, it could be a simple pause and going, hey, I'm sorry. And you can make a very point, of point blank. Like, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't hear the call there. What was it? And they're like, oh, Okay. And that just lets them know in a very subtle way that like, hey, you're I, paying attention. Hey, I'm paying attention. You can have your crowd sit on or your friends sit on the line. They don't have to say anything. They don't have to cheer. They don't have to boo. They don't have to be holding a crowbar. They don't have to hold a crowbar or like a sniper gun. Um, <laughs> rifle, sorry. Um, but it adds, it just adds levels of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just pressure. Pressure. Connotation. <laughs> That is a strong word. Yeah, it's not the, really the word I'm looking for, but it's just keeping add, it in check. Yeah, keeping it in check. Uh, checks and balances where you don't have to do stuff like that. And honestly, it's going to be hard for someone to make a really bad call if like half your team is on that side. I mean, it's like they have to be that type of person. And if they're that type of person again, it's like 
you're going to have to deal with it. So there's a lot of different ways to do it. Don't feel. But you feel, also hate being that person who accidentally maybe didn't make the right line call and you truly believe that you made the line call and the whole team comes over <laughs> and is like sitting on your line and cheering against you. And it happens all the time at like USTA and stuff like that. Where and it was it's an like, honest mistake. Come on. Yeah, yeah, it was human error. It wasn't on purpose. And now your whole team is over there like cheering against, you know, like yeah. you're opponent so i feel like there's it's a fine line between going into like just being a jerk mode i think also some grace about it yeah understanding that there are a lot of i think there should be more grace than there should be of dealing with i totally agree i think in a perfect world Totally we would agree. all love to have more grace and more gratitude and feel free that everybody is not. But sometimes, you know, if that's not happening, then we have to do something. And I'm, I'm, not, ag- I'm not against the grace. I'm not against giving people uh, uh, Everybody a thinks I'm that, that person. And I'm actually not. It's Kevin. See? <laughs> she keeps saying this, but uh, okay. But anyway. All right. Wait, I want to move on to the final oh, okay, question. Okay. Unless you have like something yeah. no, okay. graceful to say. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're coming up on an hour again like really fast. All right, so final question here. The nuclear option, starting with Kevin. Kevin, is it ever okay to revenge? And just to define this, th- this means that your opponent hits a shot that's clearly in and you call it out just to kind of send a message, just to kind of make a statement. Dun, dun, dun. What do you think, guys? And the answer is never. I have never, never. revenge hooked. I don't believe in have it. You, maybe not you personally, but have you ever witnessed a scenario where it was necessary or it was warranted? It's never necessary. I'm sorry. Necessary? I just, I don't believe in it. I don't believe in it. I don't believe hooking someone back when they, I know you guys are both smiling. Send your entire team no, over there. No. But- <laughs> <laughs> yes that's where he draws the line that's where he draws the line but no I honestly don't believe in it I think if the, I because I think if I start hooking now I just lowered myself to what they're doing and then I give myself no grace for anything to happen because I'm just I'm just a part of what they're doing I'm, I'm a part of the problem so I never believe in it I mean I just don't I'm sorry I've never so 100%, told percent just to be clear, across the board, never, across the board, never no, okay. I don't care how bad you hook me. I'm not going to revenge hook you. I'm going to figure out a way to beat you. And your official you, like um, you advice for students, students, for students. Yeah. As no, well, I would never, never tell them. I yeah. honestly, if my student did that, I, I reprimand them. I tell them, I don't care how bad you're getting hooked, how bad they are. You do not hook back. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just don't believe in it. Mm-hmm. Just get the entire team around there. Um, it's crowbars. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Kevin said no crowbar for the record I know I've never told anyone to revenge hook either like I would never advise what nothing my I just itching on my nose oh my gosh I would never advise a student to revenge hook um no now I might revenge hook. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I that, would never advise. on my nose. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you ever purposely? No, I actually no? haven't. But there's some part you of me that really. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. So, there's some part of me that actually would totally love to revenge hook, but I never have really gotten up the nerve to. My talk is a whole lot bigger than my bite. So I've never actually gotten up the nerve to actually hmm. revenge hook. But hmm. I would never advise anyone to do it. For sure. But I've seen it done many, many times. Wishing that she had. And when, you, when you've seen it done, have you ever seen the outcome be, obviously it's never a positive situation, but have you ever seen the outcome be like, 
like it was helpful or it was a, a good outcome based yeah, on I sending the message? Have. I mean, I've had people that like the other person it's in juniors that I've seen it. I've never seen um, anyone truly revenge hook and it worked to their advantage in adults. Usually it, it like is their demise. Like you start revenge hooking and you just, your brain just can't handle the strategy and the stress and the data and it just goes downhill. But I have seen juniors in the junior world that there's a specific few girls that would really, really, really cheat, really bad. And you would go on and you would just hook them from the very beginning and then things would be a lot better. Um, but it, I mean, it, it actually was better. Yeah. Like the, the person who was known yeah, for because cheating. They would come out and be like, I'm like, there was one girl that was really bad. And um, we had a girl that played her and just from the very first game went out and she was like, I'm going to hook you every time you hook me. Wait, and she, she literally just told said her, that? Mm-hmm. She actually said that. Yep. Wow. She told her and she hooked her and then she hooked her back and then it, there was no more cheating the rest of the match. So I have wow. seen it work like that, but I only think that, that, I mean, it's I extreme. think extreme, right. Yeah. And I've never seen it work. And to she anyone's had a reputation. Advantage. She did. Preceding she did. her. Both, both of them had reputations. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's, I've never seen it work to anyone's advantage. In adult tennis, I always think that when the focus goes there, it always hmm. backfires. I think the social pressure of that just. I think the situation matters a lot. I've never done it. I, I I couldn't possibly like sleep at night if I condoned it or like recommended it. Like I'll I'll never be like yeah sure this is like when you <laughs> this is here's like the three steps you need to <laughs> we should do a video yeah. how to revenge. Like, yeah. uh, I've only seen it once, and it was in college, and it worked. Like it got the message across, and the rest of the the match was was level after that. And the person who did the revenge hooking ended up ended up winning the match. Um, that's the only time I've seen it deployed, and it, it was aggressive, and <laughs> it, it sent it sent the message. I think it's like a very very tiny minority of situations. It has to be extremely aggressive to get to that point. Um, I won't say that it's never defcon one. I, I won't say that it's never warranted or that it can't ever be effective. But on the other hand, I. I can't possibly like condone it or recommend and i would never personally mostly because of my personality probably there's probably a part of me that wishes i could do it hey, yeah <laughs> we just need That's to go interesting because i have no hook each other in yeah. next time there we're go. out there we'll right. just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> both you right, guys will fall it. apart <laughs> <laughs> totally uh i know it wouldn't be good for my personal performance like it's just not the action that would help me play my best ever so i probably won't ever do it uh, but there have been situations where I, I knew that it was at the point where my, I was just, it was, I was, you used the, the analogy or the phrase before, like I'm, I'm literally being robbed right now. Like I'm, I'm helpless and there's nothing I can do about this. And so there's, there have been points in my career where I kind of wish I could have gone there, but it's just not in my, it's not in my nature. It's not in my personality. No. And I think that's why on the other end, I'm probably a little bit more aggressive because I just don't believe in the revenge hook. So on the other side, super fascinating. Yeah, that he's like, like, I just, never, I'm like, never. No, he, yeah. he's true. He's, he like, tells I, everybody. I just now. hardcore don't believe in hooking people. Like I, I respect that. Yeah, yeah I, totally, I just, totally get it. Yeah. Like I told that girl that went out there and said that, I told her that probably wasn't the best option. So you didn't reprimand her? 
no, but I didn't reprimand her. I was like, that was smart. It actually worked. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> but mm. it just, that's the way it happened. Moral. It yeah. worked. Yeah. Just a second ago, she was commenting yeah. about me, but that's funny. Deep down. All right. That's a great conversation. Any final, final thoughts, Kevin or Megan? Don't be a cheaters. Plucker. Give some grace. Yeah, honestly, I think the whole thing is about... Finish up on that. Yeah, I think that's the key word. Give some grace. Realize that it's tough making line calls. Um, Give people room to make mistakes and not freak out. And hopefully they'll give you the same uh, uh, amount of room and uh, space that you guys can have a a great match. Because when you can both just go out there and trust that you're trying to make the best calls, you have a great match and you enjoy the game and you don't spoil the the kind of... the feeling of going out and playing just tennis without having to worry about, am I being robbed or plucked? We all make bad calls. Oh yeah. Whether we like wanted to or not, we've all made bad calls. It's just kind of part of the human elements of, of sport, you know, tennis and all, all other sports. Like you look at the NFL Jeez, <laughs> and there's like debates for like years about individual calls where they have slow motion replay and they, they're trying to do the best they can. And it's just impossible to be 100%. So with that, thanks for listening today. Please be sure to, uh, you have until the end of, I'd never know how many days are in any month, the end of September, is it 31st? 30. 30th. You have till the 30th of September to leave a rating, uh, leave a review on iTunes or the podcast app on your iPhone. Send us a screenshot. We'll hook you up with the free program of your choice. Thank you so much to everybody that's done that already. The support's been amazing. We yes. all appreciate it so much. Awesome. And we're looking forward to our next conversation. Take On care. Shankast. <laughs>